Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. talk about it. I have a neighbor behind me, and uh, he works really hard on his lawn as well, and so, uh, so we, uh, we take small jabs at each other, you know? Like, hey, your lawn looks pretty good. I'm just kidding. Wait a little bit, you know? But uh, it's fun, right? There's things that as I get older, I enjoy differently than when I was younger, all right? And I also remember, though, too, like the first time I mowed my parents' lawn, it was so fun, all right? It was like the coolest thing ever to me. So I'm like, maybe I'm just diverting back to my childhood, you know? Um, so who knows? Uh, maybe I'll become an avid bird watcher again. Now, if you didn't know, I, when I was younger, all right, um, you know, elementary school age, I was an avid bird watcher, all right? I had this awesome pair, I still have them, of Bushnell binoculars, all right? I had over 35 bird books, all right, on how to identify, study. I mean, I was, I was bigger, bigger than a nerd, all right? If there's like a next level from a nerd, all right, I was it, okay? I had a top 10 list of birds I wanted to see before I died, okay? All right? At age 10, all right? Which I did see them all, for the record, all right? I did. Checked them all off my list. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, so still to this day, we'll be driving and Charity will see a bird, and she's like, what is that? And I'll be able to know, like, from far away, I'll know exactly what it is. It's weird, but it's, it's cool. So if you need a bird, you know, identified, maybe I can help. I'm a little rusty, but. Um, ha- have you ever, you know, been uh, in your car, all right, and you're driving, you know, to a meeting, maybe to church this morning, perhaps to a hot date, um, and you're driving, and there is somebody in front of you that is moving slower than you want to be moving? Can anyone relate? And don't you just want to just say to them, move! Right? Now, we're all Christians and good Christians, right? So we're all just super calm and chill, right? You know? Or maybe you have a neighbor, right? One of those cool neighbors, right? I was, I was at Lowe's once, all right? Shopping for grass seed. And there was this guy there. I was like, hey, you, you buying grass seed? Because we're in the grass seed aisle. He's like, no, I'm looking for clover. I was like, I almost punched him. I, I almost punched this poor man. I was like, clover. I kill clover. All right, that's what I do. You plant it? You ever had a neighbor, like, thank God that my neighbor is not planting clover, but if I had a neighbor that was planting clover, I would pray them out of my neighborhood, all right? To <laughs> be honest with you. Um, or, 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 or maybe, you, you know, you, you're an expert at something. How many of you are experts at something? We're all experts at something, okay? And the, the thing that you're an expert at someone else is doing, you know? And they're just, they're just, well, they're just, you know? They're just not moving as fast as you would like or doing it the way that you would do it. And, and have you ever felt like you're just like, just move! Let me do it, all right? Have you ever felt that? 
we're all good Christians in here, I know. We would never, ever think or say any evil intention. But today, I use these examples because uh, I believe God put a word specifically on my heart for us all today, and that is move, all right? Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, move. move. You know, um, aren't you thankful, though, uh, that God um, works a little differently than maybe we do when we're driving our car and there's somebody slower in front of us, right? I, I love the scripture, Psalm 103.8, uh, because it, it really talks about God's patience, Amen, with us in connection with this subject of moving, all right? And it says, the Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, amen, and abounding in steadfast love, all right? Amen to that, all right? How many of you are thankful for God's patience, grace on our life? I mean, there are moments, right, when you look back, and I should have moved a long time ago, right? But God, God in his graciousness still has provision, right? Still has a blessing, all right? And I, I love that. I want to remind you today, if you're in the room and you hear me talking today and you say to yourself, I know God has told me to move a long time ago and maybe that blessing and provision is gone. Maybe the thing that he called me to do is gone. I want to remind you that is a lie from the enemy, all right? If God has called you to move, that's not changed, all right? And I believe that there's a provision, there is an equipment ready for you, tools and resources to help you accomplish the thing that God has called you to do, all right? And so, I, again, I'm just thankful God's patient, right? And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad he doesn't deal with me like maybe I would. You know, I, I don't have road rage, but I have, like, inward, out, out, outward, I have inward road rage, you know, a little bit. I'm just like, I get really quiet. You know, I don't honk my horn. I have an internal horn that I'm honking. It's very loud. All right. And Charity is like, you're so patient. And I'm like, huh, no, there's a work inside of me that must be done. All right. It must be done. But I'm glad that God doesn't deal with me like maybe I would with a slow driver or, or maybe I would with that duber that was buying clover seeds. But I'm glad that he's patient, you know, and, 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 and something is really interesting about this, because don't you think that God could do whatever he's called me to do better, yeah. faster, in a wiser way? Let that set in for just a second, okay? I want you to think about that for a moment. I think that's such an incredible part of the gift that we have with our relationship with God. See, God could do it all way better, way faster, way more efficiently. But he's chosen, all right, to anoint us to carry out the plan. He's decided, hey, I want to partner, all right? I want to have a relationship with each person in this room, every person that's watching on live stream, every person in this world. And so I'm going to divinely appoint every person with different things, things that I could do, but I love watching them succeed. I mean, now that I have a child of my own, I love to watch Rosabella succeed. I mean, I love it. I love it. And sure, I could, like, get her little legs and just, like, 
help her walk the rest of, I could hold her hands, it's really cute, and I could do that the rest of her life, right, as she grows, right? But pretty soon it's like, well, you can do it, honey, right? But that would be like goofy, right? That'd be funny. What? But there's something like that's going to be so enjoyable, all right, that parents have told me this, that the moment she takes her first step. It's to watch somebody that you love, that you cherish, succeed. Isn't that cool that we have that relationship with our Heavenly Father? I just want that, that picture to set in. A, what a gift it is to be called by God with a purpose. Amen? You know, when we give our lives to Jesus, the beauty of grace and salvation enters our life. Victory is in there. And then we get to start this incredible relationship with God where he, he leads us, He guides us, He moves in and through us. What a gift. What a gift. So I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't want to squander that gift. Amen? I don't want to squander that gift. And I know that I'm not perfect by any means, but one thing that I can do, that we all can do, is when God says to move, we can move. Amen? Would you join with me and let's pray over today's message and... Let's just prepare our hearts. We thank you, God, just for the honor and the privilege that has been given to us to be able to, to congregate together, to worship together. We just thank you. We thank you for that privilege. And today we open up our hearts to you, our minds to you. We just pray that you would just speak to us, rearrange things. We would just want to align with you today the plans that you have for our lives. If you agree with that, say amen today. Amen. amen, amen. You know, as I was studying the definition of the word move, you know, I didn't find anything in the definition that included words like pause or break or stop or retire. I didn't, I didn't actually see that anywhere. Crazy, right? You know, what am I getting at? To move means to continuously be pursuing, okay? Now, sure, it might mean that things slow down, right? Anybody ever experienced life before, right? Ever, anybody ever experienced a process slowing down for a moment, right? But isn't it beautiful that if, if we rely on God every day, we wake up understanding what God has called us to do, we can move. We can at least take a step, even if it's a little baby step, right? We could do that, right? How many of you think you could do that? See, a lot of times we think about the, the purpose or the things that God is, and they're huge. Have you ever felt like that before? Like, whoa, that's a big, we talk about that all the time, dreaming big, right? Having big goals and big dreams because that's, a, that's the God that we serve, right? And sometimes those things are kind of, Oh, daunting, all right? But isn't the one that gave it to you God? Won't he supply all of your needs, everything that you need? And so all you got to do is just take a step. Some, some days you can be like, right? Maybe one day you'll go from here to there, right? A sprint, right? Maybe the next day will be a little bit slower. That's, but keep moving. Amen? Keep on moving. Don't pause. Don't take a break. All right? Don't retire from your cause that God has given you. Amen? 
Isn't it cool? I, I, I love that because, you know, Pastor Jim talks about that all the time, you know. Retirement's not, it's, it, you know, it's not in the Bible, right? Isn't that cool? You retire your job. Cool, go for it, okay? But don't retire on the purpose that God has called you to do, all right? And if you're wondering today, you're like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I get that, all right? We'll get to that. But one really simple pur- purpose is to be a light, amen? Everywhere you go. All right? Everywhere you go, so you might have to go some places, right? Be a light, all right? You know? Be a light wherever you go. That's a great, great way. Let people know how awesome God is everywhere you go. That's a great purpose to, to grab a hold of. I got a little off my notes, sorry. Um, but my question for all of us today, including myself, is this. If you were driving behind yourself on the highway of life, would you be frustrated with your pace? If you were driving behind yourself on the highway of life, would you be frustrated with your pace? So now, if you would be, I've got a great, great, great news for you today. God has installed something in your vehicle, all right? It is called a gas pedal, baby, all right? So let's put the pedal to the metal. You guys ready? All right? You ready to come with me today? All right. Who wants to pick up their pace today? Amen? Whatever your pace is, all right? Some of you might be blistering fast, okay? That's cool, all right? How many of you want to get faster? I do too. I do too. So before we start today, two things you got to know, okay? Number one, where God wants you to go. That's pretty important. Maybe what God wants you to do, all right? And number two, where you are right now, okay? If you're in the room today um, and you aren't maybe where God wants you to go, you can get there today, all right? I want you to know that. I want you to have hope today, all right? Because uh, a a lot of us think sometimes, have have you ever felt like you're on the wrong road? Have you ever been maybe driving and found out you, something just didn't feel right? You know what I'm talking about? like that weird, some of us are like absolutely, some of us that are maybe directionally challenged have no idea, like, no, I just think I'm always on the right road. I'm like, <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but if you feel like today you're on the wrong road, I, 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 just, I just want you to know today, on the highway of life, there's always, always going to be an exit to get off the wrong road and get off on the right road, Okay. But it's also equally true that while you're on the right road, there's going to be an exit to get off and get on the wrong road, too. Okay? All right? I love Matthew 7, 7 through 8. It says this, ask, a lot of us know this, and it will be given. How many of you heard this before? Seek and you will find, knock, the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. What a promise. I mean, what a promise. All right? This morning, if you're like, I'm going the wrong direction, good news. It can change right now. All right? I didn't say tomorrow. All right? I didn't see, say after you've gone to church for six months. All right? I didn't say after you've read your whole Bible front to back. It can change right now. All right? It's just a decision. Okay? It's a decision to say, you know what? I'm going to now pursue the things of God. All right? I know I've been pursuing this part, all right? 
and I know that that's not helping me get to where I want to go, so I'm going to simply put that aside, and now I'm going to pursue the things of God. Maybe I don't have all the answers right now, all right? But if you pursue, what does it say here, all right? It will be given to you, all right? So, see, I might not be able to tell you specifically what God specifically is calling you to do right now, all right? That would probably be impossible, all right? Um, but I do know the one who can tell you, okay? I do know the one, all right? And that's Jesus, amen? Jesus is the one that you can pursue, talk to, ask. And if you pursue him, I guarantee you those things will begin to make sense to you, all right? See, I, I love Jesus lived here on this earth as a man, right? He was tempted as a man. He was victorious, just like you and I can be, while living on this earth. He died on a cross, all right, for a punishment that you and I deserved, all right, so that I, that you could have access to the road of eternal life, all right? And then he rose again as a champion, as a champion of all champions, so that we could have access to a vehicle that could get us there, all right? See, salvation is that. He died on a cross for us. That punishment was ours. And when he did that, he paved a way instantly, bam, to eternal life. When he rose again, that victory becomes the vehicle to get us moving on that road, all right? And that is powerful for us today, to understand the full realm of what salvation can mean in our life. Salvation through Jesus Christ becomes that vehicle. Now, you may not know exactly where to go right this second, but I can guarantee you, if you turn to Jesus, you can have the answer in the next second, all right? Now, some of us would like to say, no, no, whoa, whoa, slow down. Maybe you should pray about it for seven, seven days. Yeah, go for it, all right? If you want to pray, for, pray about it for seven days, go for it, all right? But I believe that God can begin to reveal stuff to you right now. In fact, I believe if God is revealing stuff to you right now, just start writing it down, all right? Just start writing it down. Let me take a note of it. Say, you know what? I feel like this is something, all right? Awesome. Is it aligned with the scriptures, right? Does it align with the word of God, all right? If God is telling you to do something that is in direct opposition of the word of God, maybe you should rethink that, okay? But if it's lining up with the word of God, awesome, all right? If you want to come talk to, you know, one of the pastors, we'd love to talk to you about it, all right? If it sounds crazy, we'll say, well, that sounds crazy, but it could be God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, God does some crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. He does. But I would just encourage you to move. And when we talk about starting to write some things down, that's like the first move, okay? Begin to write down what God's starting to put on your heart. Okay, now what's the next step? right? And so uh, I want to talk today a little bit about four types of drivers. Four types of drivers, all right? Y'all with me? Four types of drivers, all right? The first one, a moving driver, okay? Second one, a detouring driver. Number three, a Sunday afternoon driver, all right? And number four, a parked driver. Yeah, I know that doesn't make sense. All right, just bear with me, okay? So number one, let's talk about it, the moving drivers. If you're a driver that's a mover, you're doing just that. You are moving, all right? Amen? 
And specifically, we're talking about moving in the right direction when we talk about a moving driver. You're moving in the right direction. You're on the road to eternal life, okay? I think this is where we all want to be. In fact, I believe that every person on earth that has ever lived on earth, that ever will live on earth, is innately, uh, has an innate desire to be on this road and to move on this road. I do. I believe that. See, if you're a moving driver, you've chosen to listen to God, be obedient to God, and move towards the purpose that God has put on your life. You keep on moving even though it gets hard, right? Even though it gets difficult. Even though you face adversity, you keep on moving. Galatians 6.9 is a great scripture for our movers today. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. What a great promise. Amen? For those of us that are moving, this is a great scripture to constantly remind ourselves of. Okay? Because as you're moving, all right, it's easy to feel like as you're moving, hey, I'm, I'm doing okay. I can slow down a little bit. Okay? Or as you're driving, you see other people start slowing down. So you're like, oh, they're slowing down, so I can slow down. Maybe you see somebody parked on the side of the road. I can do that. All right? But it's important to keep on moving at the pace that God has called you to move. Amen? You, it, it might even be true that God has somebody else on a, on a different pace in a moment, right? Okay. Does that mean that you slow down? Hmm. I don't think so. All right? I'm pretty sure we should get our direction from God. Amen? Maybe you're the kind of person Paul's talking about in Philippians, all right? Philippians 1, 3 through 6. I, I love this passage. And this is Paul talking to the Philippian church. And in verse 3, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus is that? God's going to complete it. Amen? You can have faith in that. All right? You can have faith in that. All right? God is not a liar. All right? So as a moving driver, I think it's important to uh, obviously continue moving. So let's talk about maybe three things real quick of what it means to keep on moving. First thing, always keep growing. Can we agree that growing is a good thing? All right? Yeah. It is a good thing. How do you, how do, you do that? Right? How do you keep growing? Well, there's all kinds of different things. You can, you know, read your word, read your Bible, right? Those are going to th be things, you know. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But keep on growing. Have you, have you ever uh, been driving on the interstate before and your car slipped into neutral? Just me? I drove an old 67 Bug for a little while, all right? And it was a stick shift. It was super cool. Um, and uh, that happened a few times on the interstate. Terrifying, right? You're like holding down the gas pedal, all right? And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're going, six, well, fit, four, however fast the 1967 Volkswagen Bug will go on the interstate. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, right? And the gas is going, right? You got the gas pedal down. 
but you're not accelerating. That's good, Howard. He said, you're not engaged. That's good. That's good. Always keep growing, okay? Always keep moving, all right? Second thing, you've got to keep your tank full, all right? This is like directly in proportion to growing. If you want to grow, you've got to keep your tank full. How do you keep your tank full, all right? You, you know, you read your Bible, worship, prayer, all right? Get in a convoy. Come on, somebody. Yes, we're talking about moving today. Get in a convoy of like believers, Amen. right? Yes. I mean, road trips are fun. Road trips are way more fun with a group of people. Crazy things happen. <laughs> yeah. Road trip shenanigans, right? I love them, all right? I have many stories with many people in this room of road trip shenanigans. Number three, another thing that if you want to keep on moving, diagnose and repair yourself as needed. Maintenance, right? I like to, to look at this as taking an inventory of your life, okay? And when you take an inventory of your life, if you really want to be serious about it, don't do it alone, okay? This is where accountability is crucial in my eyes, all right? Because you can look at yourself and think you know what you need, all right? But when you allow somebody else that you trust, all right, that cares about you, wants the best for you, when you allow that person inside to look, that's where some really serious change begins to happen, all right? And I love, I love, I love that the Holy Spirit can do this for us. Have you ever seen those, uh, those airplanes, specifically in the Air Force, that while they're flying, they can be refueled yeah. mid-air? Crazy. I mean, that is an engineering feat, if I've ever seen one. I mean, who was, I just want to know, I just want to be in the room when a guy said, hey, you know what we should do? We should refuel a plane in mid-air. Somebody was like, you're crazy. You are insane, all right? But I love that, okay? And I want you to get on that picture a little bit. Why do they do that, okay? Because um, it's efficient? Um, well, perhaps. Why are they doing that? Because the plane that they're refueling, the mission that they're on, is so important that the resources that it takes to refuel that plane in midair to get it to where it needs to go faster, it's worth it. Okay? Think about that for you. The mission, the purpose that God has on your life, it is worth it to take the time to say, Holy Spirit, what do I need to change? What do I need? Refuel me. What do I got to do? All right? It's so easy. Life gets busy. All right? We all know that. Life gets busy. I just didn't get a chance to read my Bible today. All right? I just didn't get a chance to, to pray today or get into worship those things, it, it, when life gets crazy, it's easy to say that, all right? All right? But if you don't make time for God, all right, it's not going to happen, all right? It's so important to schedule those things, to put those maintenance reminders in, like, I'm going to do this, all right? And I guarantee it will keep you moving towards the mission that God has on for you. So number one is moving drivers. Number two, detouring drivers, all right? These are people that are on the wrong road. All right? The Bible calls it the road to destruction. Maybe they got off, right? Maybe they've always, you know, been on the wrong road. Maybe they've, uh, and, and why do I say got off, all right? 
Because I think when we are born, God has a plan for us, all right? I believe that God has a plan for us before we were ever even born, all right? So if you're on the wrong road, I think you got off, all right? Because I believe God has a plan for you, all right? I believe that God has a plan for every one of us in this room, everyone watching online. I believe God has that plan. And so if we're off, we just got to get back on, all right? So that's why I call it detouring, all right? It's not a detour. Let's just get back on. Jeremiah 29, 11 is the reason that I am so confident in this, right? What's Jeremiah 29, 11? A lot of us, uh, for I have the plans, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, right? And what are they? Plans that are kind of okay, that are mediocre, right? Oh, they're plans to prosper you, to not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I love that scripture, all right, that reminds us, all right, that if, if you find that your life is not encompassing all of that, maybe you're just on a slight detour, okay? All right, a slight detour. Now, tough things happen in life, I get that, I get that, all right? But God is always present in our life, okay? We teach this time and time again, we do not believe God does bad things to teach you a lesson, but we do know this, all right? that even when bad things do happen, God will always be with us, ministering to us, and help us move forward and not stay in that pit. Amen? Amen. So we already kind of talked about this early. You're, take the next exit if you're on a detour. And remember that you are just one exit away from being on the right road. And ding, 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 your next exit, all right, is coming up, okay? So take it, take it, take it, listen to your GPS, all right, Siri is right this time, take the next exit. I just want to kind of remind us too, just for the record, that when we're on um, the wrong road, to get on the right road, it's not like Monopoly, okay? Like pulling the go-to-jail card from Monopoly. I think that that is kind of a, a thing that we, you know, in religion, sometimes we think about. You pull the, you, anybody ever pulled the jail card, Monopoly? Just me, right? What, is it, what does it say? Go directly to jail, right? Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Sorry. That's not in the Bible. That's not. All right. And if you've been taught that or been told that or you think that, uh, just a reality and, and understanding who God is, God's grace and love, it's for you right now. Okay? If you're on the wrong road, he's not saying, you know what, if, here's, here's your prerequisites. Okay, all right, you're going to want to write this down. You've got to read your Bible for a year straight, okay? Got to go to church consistently every day for seven months, okay? You've got to memorize 17 hymns, okay, all right? And uh, you've got to have at least 13 crosses, all right, that you look at every day before you... That's not real. None of that's real, right? But, you know, and I, I'm kind of making fun of it a little bit, but we do that, Okay? And I believe that that halts or stalls us from getting 
to where God wants us to do. None of that. God's grace is present, ready for you right now. And it's a free gift. All right? It's a free gift you can take. All right? Um, you know, I, I've given an analogy many times, all right? God's grace, all right? God's love, it's much like, you know, Christmas morning. You come down Christmas morning, and there's a gift right under the tree. It's beautiful. It has your name on it. it. has your name on it. You look at it, and you just go back upstairs and go back to sleep. Whose fault is that? That's yours. You didn't open the gift. You didn't receive the gifts. You just went back up to bed, right? Some of us come down, we look at it, we see it, we take the wrapping off, we open up, we say, oh, wow. Cool. We put it back. Some of us come down, open it up, grab it, look at it. It's like, oh, that's cool. We play with it all Christmas morning. And then it goes in the bottom of our toy chest. But some of us grab it, we take a hold of it. We make it our favorite toy. We write our name on the bottom of it. Carry it around everywhere we go. It follows us throughout life, all the time, because it's our favorite thing. We honor it. We respect it. We love it. We don't let mom wash it, right? (laughs) God's grace. It's free. You just have to receive it, all right? You can't do anything, all right? You can't do any kind of, like, good work or anything like that to get grace. It was just freely given to you. And some of us are like, that's not fair. Absolutely. It's not. It's not. But that's the beauty of God's grace. That's the beauty of God's grace. Number three today, Sunday afternoon drivers. When I was a kid, uh, we would go on Sunday afternoon drives a lot. Um, One of the places we would go many times is Fort Calhoun. And there was this place, I think it was called Dairy Twist, all right? This little ice cream place, it was? Okay, cool. And we would go there all the time, Sunday afternoon, we'd drive there, get ice cream, all right? There was a little park in Fort Calhoun we would go to. It had um, all, the, all the things at a playground that now they don't allow because they supposedly kill people. Um, they had all those things. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was all the cool stuff. <laughs> The kids had fun. My dad's back was probably just, wow, you know, we put it, because they had those, those swings and the merry-go-rounds. Like, come on, Pastor Dad. Like, come on. You're a superhero, Dad. Let's go, right? And my dad was awesome. He would do it. All right. So when we say Sunday afternoon drives, so a lot of us, maybe we go there. That's not what I'm talking about at all, okay? Everybody got it? All right. That's not what I'm talking about. All right. Everybody cool? Everybody want to join me? We're going to put our big boy pants on. Okay, our big girl pants on, all right? We're going to get a little real today. Is that okay? Everybody okay? Everybody ready? All right, I'm just warning you. I'm just preparing us. We're going to go, we're going to get into this, all right? Everybody cool with that? All right, seven people are, that's cool. Everybody okay? We're good? Okay, we're going to go. Okay, we're we're going. A Sunday afternoon driver is is on the road to life, all right? Uh, But they have a habit, all right? Notice I use the word habit. Habits can be broken, amen? They have a habit of accelerating, into Sunday morning, redlining through Sunday morning service, and then taking off the gas and coasting through Sunday afternoon, evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday morning, after church Sunday, coasting, right? All right? All right? It's tough, all right? 
I mean, there's a possibility. I mean, I've grown up in church. I am definitely guilty of that in my life. All right? It's just easy to. It's easy to get in that habit. Okay? We see this in, in Revelation. All right? And there's this letter to a specific church that John writes about. And I'm just going to read it, all right? John, uh, Revelation chapter 3. You can go with me if you want there. Revelation chapter 3. We're going to read 14 through 19. It is in the Bible, all right? If you, and, and so if you're going to get mad at anybody, I guess you've got to get mad at God, all right? But Revelation 3, 14 through 19 says, To the angel of this church, Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witnesses, the rulers of God's creation. Verse 15, I know your deeds, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Ah, verse 17, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth, and I do not need anything. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire, so you can, be, can become rich in white clothes to wear. So you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. I love this next verse. You all ready? Because that's a little painful. Anybody ever read it? Like, huh. Yeah, okay. All right. Thank God there's hope. Thank God there's Jesus. Verse 19. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Verse 20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. That's good news. That's good news. All right? That's good news. You just have to break that habit. All right? You just have to break that habit. I think you have to purpose it in your heart. And then you have to carry it out in action. And how do you carry it out? You just carry it out in consistency day in and day out. See, some of us have even maybe grown a habit where we, we, we do the whole, the, we love Sunday morning, we come off of Sunday morning's high, Monday and Tuesday are awesome, and like by Wednesday or Thursday, we're just like, I don't even know how to get through this anymore. Life is crazy. Anybody ever felt that before? That's real. That's real. So how do we get past the Sunday afternoon driver thing? Well, we get into the moving, right? And what is that? There's a lot of daily habits, right? It, 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 it's not trendy, all right, or even cool, all right? But the daily habits are the things that keep you going, keep you moving, keep you going, reading your word, all right? Praying, spending time in worship, all right? Spending time and using your speaking in tongues, using your prayer language, and praying and communing with God, all right? Those are things that connect you, all right? Keep you tethered to the one that's going to get you there, all right? And that is so important. And I love this scripture because it is very simply, it's really simply a warning. Amen? All right? It's a warning. That, hey, if this is you, just repent. And I love that last scripture. I'm going to read it again. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. What a promise. What a beautiful thing. See, you're just a moment away. If you find your place in that moment, you're just a moment away from hanging out 
communing with Jesus. Is everybody okay, Sunday afternoon drivers? We made it through. <sighs> All right. Number four, parked drivers. Parked drivers are drivers that are pulled over on the side of the road. You can actually find these people on both roads. You actually find them on the road to eternal life, and you also find them on the road to destruction. And why do I say that? Why do you find Because these are people that are hopeless. They're hopeless. Okay? Do you hear that today? So you might be in the room today, you might find yourself, you're like, I am that person. Okay? But if you're not that person, I just want to remind us today of the hope that we can bring. Amen? Hopeless people need us. They need you. They need you. We talk about purpose today. There's a great purpose for you. Find people that are hopeless and bring them hope. And why do I say on, you even find these people on the road to eternal life? I think there's a lot of people they love God, they have a relationship with God, but at some point, something in life has just brought them to a point they just cannot figure out how to move forward. They even know that there's a gas pedal, they know how to operate a car, but they just can't get their foot on the gas pedal. You find these on the road to destruction as well. They just, they don't even know what to do. They can't even get out of bed. They don't even know what to do. And the best thing that we can do for those people is to be there for them, to supply hope, okay, to be a strength to them. If I'm just really honest, I've, I, I've had moments, all right, where I was, was there or close to there, right? Moments where I was like, I just don't know if I can do that. You know, when Charity and I, when we had our miscarriage, there was something I was like, how, how? I don't even know how, right? I don't even know what, okay? And I'll never forget that feeling. But feelings lie. Feelings are real. Feelings are real, but feelings lie to you all the time. And our feelings told us you can't actually go on. You can't actually move forward. You can't actually get over this. You cannot. You will never have, you will never be the same. And that was a lie. And so where did we dig? What did we dig in? We dug into the Holy Spirit. We dug into the Word of God. We dug into, you know, Pastor Jim and Pastor Jeffrey being our spiritual parents and, and spending time with them. We trusted people that we knew we could trust, and we dug into the promises of God. And we asked that God would bring us peace beyond understanding. I don't know how many times we said that. <laughs> I, don't I, mean, I don't even know. Like thousands of times in a day. Peace beyond understanding. Peace beyond understanding, because we didn't understand how we were going to get there, but we knew we were going to get there. We didn't know how, but we knew we would, and we did. Peace beyond understanding. 
And why do I tell you all that? So you can feel sorry for me? No, I don't tell you any of that. Do I tell you that to bring up any pain or anything in your life? No. But I do say it to remind us that we all have moments in our life that we can go back to that we're hopeless. And if you're there right now, I want to remind you that the Holy Spirit can bring peace beyond understanding. If you're in the room today, we probably all know somebody that's hopeless. I bet if you walked to wherever you're going to go today, to maybe a restaurant, maybe you go to a store, I guarantee you there's going to be someone there that is hopeless. And what do you have? Peace beyond understanding. Living inside of you, working inside of you. Peace beyond understanding. And you can offer that to somebody. You can offer that to somebody. If you're in the room today, if you're watching online and you're like, I am that hopeless person, man, God's got you. God's got such a plan. It wasn't broken. It wasn't severed whenever something happened. It it wasn't broken. It wasn't severed. It wasn't stopped. It wasn't paused. It wasn't broken. All right? God's got you. Peace beyond understanding. Peace beyond understanding today. Matthew 11 Verse 28 through 30 is a great reminder of this principle that God will take care of you. And it says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And I love reading this also in the Message Bible because it says, let me teach you the rhythms of grace. I love that. The rhythms of grace. The rhythms of grace. The other reason that this scripture is so vital this morning is that it also includes movement. Because when you're a parked car, when you're hopeless, all right, I think it's important to understand that even in the feelings of hopelessness, you can still move. I love this scripture because what is he talking about? He says, my yoke is easy. What's a yoke? A yoke, you know, back, back when this was written was put on oxen, right? And these oxen, they would pull something, all right? They had an objective, a mission, and they would move it, right? All right? Whether they're farming or pulling a wagon. And what is he saying? Hey, I want you to move, all right? But hey, I've got you, all right? I'm going to give you everything you, you need to make this, does he say easy? Yes. Oh. Okay. Wait. Whoa. Does he say easy? Does he say, does it say light? Wait a minute. I don't know. Wait, wait. Verse 30, yeah, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I'll just, I'm just going to say it one more time. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. See, it might look crazy. It might look hard. Everyone else, it might look hard. But man, God has a way. The Holy Spirit has a way of making the things that he's called you to do a blast fun, exciting, 
I mean, there is nothing more fulfilling than to be in his purpose, all right? You want to find somebody that's hopeless and give them hope? Give them a purpose that they can latch on to. And what's the greatest purpose of all? The purpose that God has given all of us, all right? There is nothing more fulfilling than doing the things that God has called you to do. There is nothing more unfulfilling than doing the direct opposite. There is nothing more fulfilling than to do the things that God has called you to do. And I will say it again. There is nothing more unfulfilling than doing the direct opposite. You can give people hope. Amen? If you're in this place and you don't have hope right now, you can leave this place full of hope. Amen? Man, when God's with us, who can be against us? Amen? And I love that scripture because it reminds us that the Holy Spirit, a God-filled rest, all right, continues to help us move forward. It continues to help us move forward. Amen? Eric, you want to come on up? I'm going to close today. And as I was preparing this scripture, I'm just going to give you something this week um, to think about, all right? And I think... the one thing that was really put on my heart so strongly was, uh, and a lot of us know this, but Jesus at the center. You guys know that song? Jesus at the center. It's by Israel Hooten. And uh, if you need to find it, you can talk to me. But I was reminded of that, that song this week. And, and why do I bring that up? Because Jesus, he has to be at the center of it all. He has to be at the center of it all. In order, you know, if we're using the analogy today, if you want that car to continue to move, Jesus has to be the center of it, of it all. And I just want to encourage you today, wherever you're at, whatever's going on in your life, whatever challenges you feel like you're dealing with, whatever things that are right in front of you that seem like a mountain, that seem impossible, that seem like a barrier, man, when Jesus is at the center, things just begin to move. They just start to move. And I would encourage you, put your eyes on the things of God. All right? Stop worrying about all the other stuff. There's this part of the sign that says nothing else matters. All right? Nothing else matters. Because if we put Jesus at the center, all right, all objections, all problems, all issues, all objections don't matter, all right, when Jesus is at the center of it all. So maybe you, maybe you just want to write that down. Maybe you want to listen to that song this week. Maybe you want to listen to it on your way home. But I just want to remind you that when Jesus is at the center, things begin to change in your life. So let's close today. Wherever you're at, maybe just for a moment, just bow your heads, close your eyes. And I just want to take just a moment, anybody in the room today that doesn't know Jesus, doesn't know who he is. Maybe you've heard us talk today and about who this God is, his mercy, his grace, this peace beyond understanding that he desires to have a relationship with us, and that's the God that you want to be a part of, that you want to have a relationship with. If that's you today, I just want to give you a chance to say a simple prayer. I'm not going to embarrass you or anything, but I'm just going to lead you in a prayer to receive him today. 
into your heart. And what that really means is you're going to make him the number one priority, the, the number one thing in your life. And then everything is going to begin to go through him. And so if that's you today, I just want you to lift your hand and say, that's me today. Is there anybody in the room today? I know I can't see you online if you're doing it, but you can raise your hand too. Awesome. See that hand? Put it down. That's awesome. Anybody else today? And I'm just going to lead you in a very simple prayer today. And it's, it's not even so much the words, but the heart behind the words. That's, that's where the change happens. All right? And so I'm just going to say this prayer. The people in the room, the believers in the room, are going to repeat it too, just to encourage those around them. But just say this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I need you. I've messed up. I've sinned. But today, I turn away. Today, I turn to you. I thank you that you sent your son to die for me. And I thank you. By your power, he rose again. That victory is mine. And I thank you that I have peace beyond understanding. That I have strength, direction, and a purpose from here on out. I thank you. Today, salvation reigns in my heart forever. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give it up for those people today? That's awesome. Best decision you can make. Best decision you can make. We'd love to help you get the next steps of understanding that. So come on up front. We'll get you a Bible and get you a next step CD. We'd love to connect with you. But this week, what's our mantra? Move. 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 Maybe you'll even send a text to somebody. I'm moving. Let's move together. Amen? How many of you need a convoy? Maybe somebody needs a convoy in here today. Maybe you need somebody to get on a road trip. Maybe you're like, I always wanted somebody to do road trip shenanigans with. Man, come on. I do a lot of shenanigans, all right? You can do a lot of shenanigans with me. But just, just grab somebody and say, hey, I, I need some help today. There's, you can trust everybody here. That's awesome, okay? We love you so much. Thank you so much for coming today, hanging out with us. We'll be here next week for our Mother's Day service. All right, Sunday morning. And yes, it's Mother's Day, so you better get something for your mom. All right? Yeah, you better. All right? And if you don't know what to get her, well, I don't know what to say. All right, money's always good. Okay, we love you. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.